and welcome to Mice Cast with your hosts, Greg, Mike, and Shaft. Geez, yelling to the microphone. I used to be able to hear. Hello. How's it going? No, 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 it's fine. I'll just adjust the levels on my end to protect my good idea. My precious hearing. <laughs> you what know what? Precious hearing. You haven't been able to hear things since the days when you had that. What was that? Super subwoofer in your. I'm not even convinced Sierra. he listens anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm the one that doesn't <laughs> listen. Yeah. That, yeah. Coming from you guys, that's really. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and oh, yeah. I, I'm not too sure, Richard, that many subwoofers have hurt too many people's hearing. It's probably more the high spectrum that would uh, be All killing some. <sighs> All right, so on with the show, we're going to talk about the recent spectacular changes to It's a Small World. Yep. It's beautiful, man. I, I don't know what to say. I, it brought a tear to my eye going through it. It was just spectacular. Okay. In the interests of disclosure... I forwent the opportunity last Friday, the day they opened, to go ride it. Are you on furlough Friday? Is that why you would have been on? (laughs) No, I'm not on furlough Friday. (laughs) He's county. He's not state. My standard every other Friday off. Okay. It's regular furlough. You may end up, you know, trickle down furlough sooner or later. Yeah. That's okay. I'm actually right now. I'm joining you. I am on furlough Friday uh, this Friday. So. What? What takes you to furlough Friday? What's that, Richard? What, what brings you to a furlough Friday? Well, it is slow in our, uh, you know, sector of the economy, and we have done pretty well to this point. But the guys decided to um, week by week do this furlough based on what work we have. We have a bunch of proposals out there. Okay. So, you know, so it's it can be random? It could be It could be random, but you know you know how those things go and when you're a small business owner when you start seeing oh profits are looking a little better, who knows? It's hard it to say. It's just another 20% I'm losing after the other 20% I've lost since, you know, the change of the last job and no healthcare and the healthcare I was purchasing went up $90 in last month. So you know it's it's just eating away at my uh, what little savings I have. So who knows? You know my my pass runs out April thirtieth. Yes. Well, you know I've got to have. The, aren't you going to take advantage of the monthly payment plan? Okay, and what is that monthly payment? <laughs> you can buy your annual pass. No, no, no. I I I understood that tip. What? How much is it the annual or the? Uh, it's your an, it's your annual pass divided by friggin' twelve. What the heck? Times four. Yes, yeah. you're in the same boat I am. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see when that gets closer uh, how that works out. So, all right. Well, um, so yeah, I haven't. I've seen pictures, and my first look at the pictures makes me think, what's the big deal? I I do need to know, or I guess here. They've changed the soundtrack a bit, so. You know, to be honest, because I went last Friday after work, and it was raining, which was perfect. So I pretty much walked on the attraction. Uh, now, I, first we've got to back up a little bit because I've got a, I got a, a bitch, and I'll see how Richard spins and dances for the Disney Company on this. Okay. I I parked at. Uh, downtown Disney, knowing I'd only be there for a short period, so why deal with the you know the parking structure? 
Last Friday, it was raining fairly substantially most of the day, which I was hoping would keep up when I went there so people wouldn't be wanting to stand around in it. Um, so I went to the monorail to go over to Disneyland. And monorail red pulls up, the new one. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Get in there. The seats in the whole entire cabin are wet. Yeah. So I think, now, why would this be? And the floor is all wet. Well, why would this be? Well, guess what? Every single window was popped open. Okay, fine. Now, in addition to those popped-out windows, a few windows actually have permanent holes cut in them. We've talked about that, yeah. I don't remember us ever yeah, talking I, about that. I mentioned that at the last show that, uh, that it looked like they had made little uh, sections of the windows look like sliders, but they weren't sliders. Okay, I did holes. But I, that's what I mentioned. We, they actually physically cut the holes out. Remember you cut it. You're saying something about cutting, but you know, I guess it didn't really sink in until I saw what it that's, was. That's because you never listened to me. No, that's no, I, I listened, but you're not clear, and you don't finish your sentences before you move I on to I heard him, thing. and I understood what he talking about. So See, now, Michael in addition to that, the um, – these nice little air ducts that they or air scoops that they added to the emergency exits also were leaking water into the cabin. So the floor's all wet, the seats are all wet. The guy sitting next to me is kind of shaking his head, going, Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? And I'm like, No, it doesn't. It's it was it was pathetic. That's all I have to say. But uh, regardless, that's how I arrived at Disneyland in a wet, soggy uh, monorail. No, all right. Wasn't the original windows kind of hinged at the top and kick out on the bottom? And they still do. Okay, so those holes they cut in them, they can't like put the piece you know, they cut out back in. It doesn't appear so because I mean they're literally a hole cut. There's, Ironic. There's, that's so stupid. There, there's no <laughs> little you know clips in them or I mean I guess in theory if you had the right kind of connectors and you could kind of line it up it would it would be like a two guy operation one guy on the outside to hold it in place put his side on you know it just it wouldn't make any sense to do it but they could have at least pulled in all the ones that were popped out because you, it, know, you know as water's coming down you know the side as the thing's moving it's shooting in the sides of these windows also so they, it was all wet on the sill of the windows. And then you have the open hole, which the water was just pouring That's just through. So stupid. That's just you know, I, ironically, that very day, Friday, when you were there, I happened to go up onto the monorail platform because I didn't see a train in the station at the moment. That's, that's terrible. And I, yes. And I asked him because of the rain. I go, well, what do you guys do with the rain? Are you just using the blue train today because they don't have the holes cut in those windows? They just have them in the red windows. And they said, oh, they have some covers that they can just sort of tack over those holes. And I go, oh, you mean just like little pieces of plastic or vinyl that they just kind of tape in place or something like that? Oh, yeah, they can cover those up, and they can just, you know, close it off. I figured, I figured they'd just close the windows off, and that would the be that. Irony. Yeah, and I, uh, I mean, it's just the... Uh, the fact that you're sitting in the in all that dew wetness, and I was asking about that very same problem. Um, isn't it a little wet in those trains? And I, I forgot about the uh, air ducts and the emergency hatches. Yeah, that would scoop up pretty good rain too. Yeah, because I thought, okay, maybe some of the water on the floor is being tracked in by people, and and their their garments and the the ponchos are dripping, so there'd be a little bit. But then I'm I look behind me, and I'm sitting right. I'm sitting backwards, like we're flying on Southwest, you know, sitting backwards next to the bulkhead. And I turn around to look at the little 
bluish glowing monorail logo and it's all wet and i'm like well why is this wet this is really interior and i look up drip drip yeah what a what a shame too because those brand new trains and they're just thrashing the heck out of them because they're just just poor planning what can I say? Yeah, well, poor design. Yeah, all the way around, a, a kind of a bad show. And I thought, you know, this these are really could be dangerous. I mean, the floor is kind of got a rough molded plexiglass or, you know, wh- whatever it's made out of. So it's roughed up a little bit. But, you know, they potentially could be uh, slippery and dangerous where someone could trip going in or out or walking around inside the uh, uh, the car. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess, for now. Seated, though. Well, not when you're getting out. <laughs> All right, so on over to Small World. Um, like I say, pretty much walked on, uh, waited a few seconds, it was starting to get rainy. Uh, now, I didn't notice it. And I I uh, was there about 6.15, and I took a picture of the clock doing its thing. And, of course, all the little dudes right there all look clean and new. Now, someone posted a video showing a new light show. Now, I don't – either I was too close at that point, you know, just waiting to get on a, a boat. Or the light show had not started by 6.15, though it was dark. But, it, you know, it's nothing that spectacular. Lights go on and off. Ooh, big deal. Malibu lights. woo um, <laughs> But, you know, I got on the boats and, uh, I'm, you know, I was thinking, you know, the boats still rock quite a bit. And if there's somebody really heavy, it still really goes to, to one side or another. With... with Today's technology and these gels, and you can you you can have self-leveling concrete. You can pour concrete out that's self-leveling. That's pretty darn good. Couldn't you put some kind of, you know, gel in the holes that could, you know, counterman fatso on one side, <laughs> where it all goes to the other side and uh, you know self-balances the boat? Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Ballast tanks, my friend. Ballast tanks. Just so, one, uh, just one more thing for the Casper review. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's got to stand there and look and make sure the boat's balanced. No, no, no. This should figure it out automatically. You know, it's like you know, Mr. we put those Mr. gel inserts, those gel inserts in your shoe. You know, and how they, you know, they they move to where they need to be. You know, that kind of a thing. Like memory foam and those uh, Swedish mattresses. You know? so, <laughs> so we so we get I, I go on it and I I'm I'm waiting for the you know the absolute worst because everybody's just you know for the last how many months now people have just been imploding on themselves like oh yeah you know oh, yeah. they could actually see Walt spinning on a spigot or something uh, and I gotta say it was done extremely well I to be honest I didn't really notice that much of a difference in the soundtrack i don't write it a lot except at christmas so it obviously it's wasn't doing a typical yeah, yeah. christmas thing so i guess i could go back and play a soundtrack that i have and listen to it and go back and again but i was i was concentrating so much on what was changed what wasn't changed what was just looking like it had been rehabbed for the first time in 30 years uh, that i wasn't really paying that much attention to the music i was just kind of zoning it out but Every single edition looked like it belonged there, in my opinion. The one that was sort of borderline is the Pinocchio one, uh, and it kind of looked, you know, those, you know, those dolls. I, I don't or stuffed animals. I don't know what, why, what. 
it's like you know a Mickey Pikachu. They're they're like fat and round. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. Pinocchio kind of looked like that. He, well, though think- he he's a flat, but he looks kind of fat and round. Well, I think part of that was because it was supposed to be uh, Pinocchio in that setting as a puppet himself as a toy. I mean, so you need to make it look more toy-like than the regular dolls that you have of the. You yeah, because a, a toy isn't world. toy-like enough, to, so we have to. Toy well, I mean, it up if you a- if you if you make him look like Pinocchio, then he's going to look like Pinocchio in this dollhouse. But so you need to kind of tone him down a little bit more to make him more toy-like because he's being performed as a puppet now in it's, the show. It's, it's, it's the proportions of him. that every, every single other item they did, I think, seamlessly fit in. Pinocchio just seemed a little odd. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the picture of Pinocchio. Yeah, yet, yeah, Richard, I've or, seen it. But that's the one thing that I thought was a little odd, but in general, I mean, people who were riding it with me, I could hear little people talking, oh, I haven't been on this in a long time. Oh, how cute. And I never heard one going, oh, God bless America. What the hell is that? I don't think people noticed most of them. In fact, I missed one. I saw a picture or someone talking about, um, I would see it would be where Aladdin and Jasmine were. Uh, the little monkey, is it Abu? Yeah. Abu, I think yeah. Abu was in there somewhere, and I missed Abu. You know, uh, I, he, yes, I look at Aladdin and Jasmine, and I'm thinking, wasn't it that way before? I, I, or, okay, well, I they, they had Aladdin magic carpets, but you know they didn't have Aladdin and Jasmine, so big deal. Yeah, but so it, the, it looked so much natural to the way I remember it in the past, too. It just didn't look that di- hardly different at all. I think they went out of their way, and I don't know if it was the plan they already had or the plan after everybody, you know, was, you know, going off on WDI, but they look like they belong there. Like, literally, they took a doll that was already there, put the costume on them, put a hair piece on them to make, let's say, look like Alice. She looked like she fit. It didn't really stand out, you know? All the pictures I've seen, they've done a good job of making the dolls fit into their surroundings. Like, the Lilo on the on the uh, surfboard doesn't look like Lilo very much from what I can No, in, fa- in fact, a lot of them don't, you know, look like, let's say, Alice per se. It doesn't look like Alice. What it looks like is a, is a doll dressed up like Alice. Yeah. Okay. So, it, so it, it blends into the whole doll thing. They're not, you know, I was waiting for a Mickey or a Goofy because, you know, if you remember some of those early pictures that people were putting out, like on uh, the Imaginary block, what was that, uh, Reimaginary? Reimaginary, yeah. They kind of just stuck a like a modern Mickey in there, so I was yeah. expecting this kind of stuff or a modern Jasmine, and that's not what they did at all. I, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, now Chris from the Big D had said he wasn't too worried because he'd seen some pictures from um, Hong Kong. Now I haven't really went out and looked at any of that, so I was getting it fresh, and I I gotta say it just it looked so natural um, that it didn't really stand out. I mean I was purposely looking for the points. Uh, to stand out, like uh, Ariel, they just took one of the uh, the mermaids. She was already put, there, and probably just which always there. Yeah. Put red hair, all that, and then there's a flounder. Now, see now, flounder to the side looked like flounder. He didn't look like a toy, like you know Pinocchio trying to make him look different. He was just flounder. In fact, um, Nemo and Dory, little um, how would you say uh, spark more sparkly. Because they were kind of, you know, re- very reflective and like sparkly, like. 
I can't think okay. of another word at the moment. They didn't really stand out, and I didn't really notice at first, but when I look back at my pictures, because I was pretty much doing it all through the lens, on the um, there's a sail right above them that's got the turtle on it. In you know, in a silhouette form. Okay. So yeah. that because you know, I'm trying to get a picture of uh, Lilo and Stitch, and then right across from me, there's Nemo, and you know, I'm try- trying to go back and forth to capture all of that. And there's still there is a little bit of the rainforest left. You know, people were freaking about this damn rainforest, and I could give it a you know rat's ass about. Save <laughs> um, the rainforest. <laughs> and it was exactly where it was during the Christmas version of it. It's just right outside that little transition tunnel. You've got the alligator and a little bit of that shimmering whatever that crap is supposed to be before you go into this Americana area. But let's hold off on the Americana area. Um, the ones I thought were pretty good in Africa where they did the uh, Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa, it, it, very kind of style, stylized sort of like the, the hippo is there. Yeah, yeah. it looks like and I was going to say that. And I thought that one looked really well, worked in very nice. Um, and they didn't overdo it. I, they could have done much, much more. I'm thinking, well, well, where's um, where's beauty? Where's you know? You could go down the list. At first, what I thought I was seeing uh, Belle, it was actually Cinderella because there's the, the little rats getting ready yeah, to mice, help yeah. her. With their ghost, you know, Jack, Jack. Yeah, exactly. So th- there could have been so much more. In in fact, I was kind of really scouring the um, Irish area. You know, it's like, okay, is there Darby O'Gill? Yeah. Is there any, you So they really could have way overdone it. I think they tastefully held back, didn't overdo it. And, you know, I, so then we got to the finale. I'm like, okay, is Mickey and Goofy and the whole Fab Five going to be here just blaringly bad? No, not at all. Um, now, the America Anna area, mm, and so it it stands out because we've never had one of those areas. It I expected a lot of you know like patriotic you know rah rah the you know the the capital maybe and the um, Statue of Liberty and all this really Americana stuff. It's just kind of like Midwest farm Americana, and you've got uh, supposed to the Hollywood Bowl uh, though right there. Uh, no, the not at all. I, isn't isn't look the at, arch? Isn't the arch moving into the finale room supposed to be evo- evocative of Hollywood Bowl? Right, the searchlights going on behind it. Well, let me go look at my picture I was about because to say, look at your picture because I, you know, I didn't get that impression. If that's what it's supposed to be, fine. But really, you came in. It's a very uh, western kind of looking. Even the colors are uh, beiges and browns. You've got woody. You've got um, the singing winch, whatever, what's her name um, in the second movie? Oh, yeah, Jesse. Jesse. And, and Bullseye. So you got all those guys, right? And like I said, it didn't stand out as, oh, and there's some Indians up in the, you know, they're trying to represent, you know, the uh, Native Americans. Yeah, the best we can. Got to get everybody in there. Um, so I'm going to go. Back here. I was actually a little disappointed with my pictures. Oh, and there was Mulan. I uh, probably one of the most, I think, overt Mulan and the uh, Mushu and the big dragon uh, kite. <laughs> to me, the dragon kite stood out right away. Mulan herself, I didn't find very obvious, except that little Mushu is standing next to her. All right, I got to look at these again. 
So now the three caballeros I thought fit in really well. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that that was really <laughs> okay. So here's a picture, and I'd have to go good. through the ones I didn't post. Okay, there's like a rainbow, if you will. I don't know if that's really Hollywood bullish. And even if I don't think it's overtly like that, I've got pictures I didn't even post because, quite honestly, I they didn't come out know. all that good. Obviously, you didn't, you didn't take you know, it with a flash, right? Obviously, no. You know, that's one thing I will not do is a lot of these people go in there on the first day something's open just so they can put pictures on their website with flash. You know, all these people who talk about, you know, the Disney way and how Disney's better and don't do this, don't do that, and then they violate all the Disney rules by, you know, jumping lines. I haven't talked. I don't know. Did we talk about this when we uh, um, we saw very, if you, I'm air quotes, famous Disney podcaster during Mouse Fest? After he was told to wait for the monorail, waited just long enough for the cast member to turn their back and walk away, jumped the chain, and got on the monorail before the doors closed. Oh. No. How and rude. I, I yelled out this person's name, and the people who were with me were embarrassed. And they're like, oh, why'd you do that? I'm like, who gives him? Right. You know, he probably didn't even know who we are anyways. Oh, well, he knows who we are. I'm like, I don't you know, really know that he does. But... Um, I'm like, this is bogus, you know? <laughs> Not that I – have I ever done that? I don't think I've ever really done that. When they tell you to wait, you wait, you know? Wait, yeah, you, just, you wait your turn. Well, and you're on vacation, for crying out loud. What's the big brush? It, well, because this person might be a little more local to the area than, oh. you know, at his local park. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Um, but the Americana area is very, you know, farmish and in, in, in the hills. So – and I was also going to say um, on your comment about no flash, um, why do you want to take a flash? You're interrupting with the the way the lighting and the mood setting that's in there. You use that bright white okay. flash. All right, like Mr. Purist, if you'd go no, around I'm, and actually look. I'm trying to make a statement that it's nice to not use a flash, especially if you can not use a flash and just use the show lighting. Jeez. Okay. Something tells me we lost Greg. Look, it's still... Oh, see, he's cutting it out. Hey, someone's downloading on your Fios there. Uh, it might be me starting up the aperture. Oh, oh gee! Oh, come on, dude! <laughs> oh. oh, man. I wanted to look at the other the other uh, images. You and there's nothing... You don't have a non-resource hog view, photo viewer like Windows does? Uh, I could have done it that way, but it's not my preferred method. Okay, so you'd rather give us 30 seconds of peaceful silence? <laughs> yeah, there. yeah. Okay. I could hear you guys gabbing on. Richard's going on and on yeah, and on. Yeah, but see, your giving voice a, giving a lecture. <laughs> I wasn't saying anything. I was listening. No, no, no. It's quite obvious that your voice was cutting out. <laughs> Don't try to hide it. I literally was listening to. Well, I was actually trying to interrupt Richard in his little tirade that no one's listening to. Because obviously, if you see how many Disney's fan sites have flash pictures in the attractions, which and you're still right, come Richard. Out okay, they, as far as I'm concerned, I think they look like crap. You know, especially in like dark rides, you lose all the depth, all the the color, the lighting looks you know, like crap. Okay, but Johnny, you know, Johnny Depp looks like a plastic doll. You put him in the right lighting. He looks like a human being. Yeah, but no guest at Disneyland is gonna, or Disney World, or you know, is gonna be able to take the picture properly because they're moving. 
Why not? I I do. What's Yeah, I do. Okay. And you're just rich Greg, you're just complaining that you didn't think the pictures came out well. Well, I you know, I I have a thing against high ISO because of the, you know, the graininess, no- yes. The graininess. Or, or sorry, noise in the digital realm, I, yes. And and the noise in the digital realm. But that's not to say that I don't do it. And I also went in there with my new L series lens, which is only a uh, f4. I didn't go in with the the 2.8, but just because I wanted the better lens quality, and you know, some of them are fine. But you know, I was just I see how many I took 216 pictures. How many times you ride the ride? Once. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just had it off. Uh, the auto, auto winder or what? Yeah, there are there's, there's no auto winder, but there's I a. Know. It's the same. But concept. yes, it's the equivalent of what the auto winder was. Yes. Uh, well, you know, I didn't. I thought about riding again, and as I came off, there's actually a little bit of a line, and it was drizzling enough that I already had my little camera condom, if you will, the my little cover that keeps it dry and uh, in the rain. Okay, uh, but I just didn't want to wait again. Yes, there is kind of a um, an arch that you go through with a couple of rainbow colors, and there's some spotlights spotlights behind it. Is it overtly the Hollywood Bowl? I don't believe no. so, and I don't think most people would say, oh, hey, oh, my God, it's the Hollywood Bowl. I would think they see some spotlights and maybe the Rainbow Coalition as they're going through, uh, but that's about it. It's it's not overtly. In fact, I was trying to look through the, the Americana scene to see if any of these other people were supposed to be anybody because there's a cowboy. And I thought, oh, I wonder if they took the cowboy out of the finale. But no, there's still an all-white cowboy in the finale. But we got the Indians up on the hill doing the powwow up there, and then um, now the, the I gotta say that the Woody and Jesse uh, Jesse, though I think they fit in well. They are they don't have the doll look to them. They do they do not have the doll look. You are correct. They they have a toy-like look. Of what they are, a little dumb, you da- know, more dumbed down, but a um, little more toy issue. Lacking detail, maybe when you say dumb. Uh, well, I'm cartoon. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to say making them cartoon-like since they are cartoons. But if you were to picture flat, a flat, less dimensional. No, no, no. They're round and everything. But if you were to picture a um, what Woody is, he's kind of one of the, you know the, that kind of doll that's okay. floppy and everything. Tall and lanky. Uh huh. And then you see how they attach the legs and how his hands are these, like, round balls, basically. Um, it just, to me, that has a little bit of a, you know, how about the McDonald toy compared to what they sell at the park? Okay. Simplified. Right? It's, it's always a little more simple, yes, right? Yes, yes. The, the eyes don't move. They're painted on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those, those kind of things. That's what I mean by dumbing okay. it down. Okay. Um, but, you know, short of that, um, you know, they redid the uh, – the, um, if you want to call it the pre-show and the exit, you know, the little uh, kind of cardboard cutouts you see going in and going out. And th- there was one thing in the beginning the beginning that I don't remember. Now, you guys can try to correct me uh, or chime in. A sea serpent right at the beginning of the attraction. Uh, a, green, a green sea serpent. And I don't remember this green sea serpent uh, um, before. No, it's like the welcome, and then you go. Well, they have the welcome with the happiest yeah. crew, you know, with all the little cutout kids. And then it's kind of black, and then you get into the the Arctic. Well, before you have that, um, as you're coming around the corner, you've got all the little cutouts, right? Yeah, yeah. Then 
there was this green sea serpent, which I believe is new. Uh, that doesn't ring any bells. I, I, oh, I do okay. remember sea serpent, I believe. I don't, I don't know. No, you listening. don't. I can tell by the way you're saying it. No, I do remember <laughs> one. There. Hey, I've been watching that series lie to me. I can tell. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay, then they, so this, on the left side of the boat, you got the sea serpent. Then you, on the left side of the boat, you got the kind of cut out of all the little the little crumb crunchers in the little boat um, that's as happy as cruise on Earth. And for a minute, I thought they were tossing popcorn out. It looks a bunch of little stars or something are floating away in the air. Okay, then to the right, they've got – now, this, I think, was new. They've got some cutouts of you know a bunch of different ethnic children holding balloons, and they're, like, floating in the air. That's on the right, that, that's on the right side. And then you, you get into the – the Arctic area, and then this is, and then I literally, you know, I say is I just in case it wasn't sinking in right away, I just taken pictures of as many of the scenes as possible so I could go back, you know, like of the see how many did I take of Alice? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about eight pictures. A couple of them were blurry because I was, you know, turning while I was taking it and the boat was moving. I was so and I was trying to breakneck speed. Yeah, breakneck speed. I was trying to shoot as slow as possible where I could still hold it steady. Get, you know, get as much light in, blah, blah, blah. Wishing, you know. Probably wishing you had a monopod, at least. Uh, yeah, monopod would have been all right, but... No, because the boat's still tilting to one side. Yeah, and but it's... it's watching around because of the heavy guys. It wouldn't matter. It just, it just it would give you the stability of having... Uh, you more, wouldn't have the up and down and most... Yeah, it, it would have... axis of bracing. One more axis yeah, of bracing. It, it would have helped, but, you know, it's no big deal. Um, but anyways, you know, I... I it's just a noise factor. I think the lighting that I that I show in these pictures are fair, is indicative of what you would see and how you would see it in there. I, try, I went back and balanced them for the type of Kelvin lighting they use, but uh, you know, I, it's the graininess. And I was looking at a couple of programs that uh, reduce the digital noise, and they're not cheap. And I didn't want to invest in it right away, just you know, for a couple of pictures on Flickr. Uh, hey, uh Real quick question on the boats. Now there is a. Uh, you mean the, a the ABS plastic boats that look like the the kids' toys that you buy for your backyard? Those um, boats. Yes, those boats. Okay. They, there was an interview with uh, some spokeshole with the company on uh, news on opening day on Friday, and they asked, "Do these seat more?" And he says, "No, they seat the exact same amount of people." Yeah, I looked at those boats, and they look longer, and I thought I counted one or two extra rows on them from what I remember in the past I, boat. You know, what are your okay. thoughts on that? My thoughts are, no, I don't think they look any longer. They don't, they, I, think, I think time is playing a, a mental image trick on you because you haven't seen them in a while. The color is different. They proportionally look different because of the, the material they're made out of. I don't think you could have made them any longer because it still had to traverse – the same sharp corners. Well, that was the whole purpose before. why they had to change the flumes was because the flumes couldn't accommodate the new boats. No, they didn't. They didn't make the made the flumes deeper. They didn't make any changes to the radius of the turns or anything. I'm sure the flume yeah. was made deeper. Yeah, it's the way I understood it. And by writing it, you you know you don't have a lot of room to move that that flume around. I mean, it's pretty much unless you're gonna you know. Flatten out some of the turns, which you just can't do by the logistics of how that. Well, let's I mean, just look at the beginning where the flume just takes the big corner to go right back around in. That's not changed. You know, they might be a little deeper. I'm not sure how much deeper they are. What I don't remember seeing, you know, it kind of had that center 
little channel, if you will, because yeah. I think in those boats they yeah. had they had a wheel in the middle to kind of keep it. That's how they guided it versus letting you bounce off the sides. That I don't remember seeing, but I didn't spend a lot of time looking in the flume while I was going through it. All right. Old uh, boats now, are five rows. Okay, okay, how many rows are th these boats? One, two, three, four. I can't, I don't have a, I don't see a clear picture of the new boats. I have a clear picture of the old boats are five rows. I thought uh, these were like six, uh, six not rows. No, because, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that the uh, queue is exactly the way it was. They, they paired it up. See, they, I'm trying to think. I was in row four, and there was one row behind me. Because the way they have their gates there, I think it's kind of dumb. The way they have you walk up, they like tell you to stand in four, but... They're, they're, um, the, the markings on the ground that go in the queue are at an angle. They go in like at a 30, let's say, and then turn. And people don't tend to stand that way. They stand straight at the up, gate yeah. and go, go straight back. So they're not really where they're supposed to be. And then the doors open and they're like, am I supposed to? Like one door might cover rows four and five together. So like, oh, do I go up to that one or do I go on this one? They're, you know, stupid, basically. So. All right, I found a picture of the new boat, and it looks like it's five rows as well. Okay. I think it's part of it's the color, Richard. It's just you haven't, you know, they haven't been around for a while. There they are. They're different colors of different materials. The, the bags, I think, are a little higher. I think it's just. Except for the it, fact that I see them every day, and I've seen them every day through, throughout the entire refurbishing well, period. I guess you haven't paid that much of attention then. I watched when the old boats left. I watched when the new boats got delivered. Don't you have anything to do besides stand in the back with the thumb up your side? No, they sit right there in that little wide spot of Schumacher Road uh, just before the roundhouse, right there on the curve. And so you're always, and since that's also where the contractor's uh, trailer was for the project, you're always avoiding hitting somebody that's walking past the boats when you're trying to drive down that road. So you're just very conscious of where those boats were all the time and watching huh. for somebody to walk out between them. All right. Well, I guess you weren't conscious enough to notice how many rows, but that's okay. Well, not, it's, it's not, hard to tell. I'm not ex yeah. upside, upside down. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not really. Well, see, now there. <laughs> Every time you qualify your statement more, you, you add that information that you, if you would have mentioned in the beginning, would have told us why you don't know, frontline cast members don't know shit, because, you know, when they're turned upside down, you can't count the rows. Well, duh. Jesus. Richard, <laughs> like, <you know? sighs> okay. But regardless, uh, it seems to be the same. I think, I think overall the, the um, transition to this new thing is not the big deal that everybody made it out to be. The Americana area is kind of okay, willing. Did did we really need it? No. Well, no. but then on then on the other hand, why aren't we exactly represented? Yeah. Because for the host, because because what's what's the the theme of the small world is right the the whole world Children. coming together yeah. to the whole world yeah. right. Well, guess okay, what? But United States is part of the whole freaking world. That's well, true. <laughs> well, you know, you you could almost make it's a small world as it's a small America because we, America now, as a melting pot, has probably every culture in there that's represented in this country. Correct. But and then, um, you know, but it, but it's not. It's 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 a small world. Now, with that said, when you first go into let's call it the uh, Western world, right? You're you're in there with England, Scotland, Switzerland, blah blah blah. You could have thrown us in a little corner. And been fine, you know. Put a couple mountains, couple buttes, couple Indians, and whatever you've been done, right? Yeah. But they've got. I think 
what some people might uh, backlash on is they've got this fairly large area where most of the Western societies were thrown in uh, kind of together. And then you've got some other what, – what, what doesn't make sense to me is – you have a rather large Canada area, and I always pictured America should be right there with Canada. I don't, I don't look as the Bucktooth uh, a Mountie being that large, big of an area. Large, he's, he's the large can, Canada area. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's about, that's about all the can. <laughs> the boost Canada, up on the mountain and all the other good he, stuff. They don't, they don't have that much. But you look at the, dis, uh, the disparity between some areas. Uh, what most people probably say is, is Mexico is probably South America, the whole South America, right? Because you get into that scene, and it seems just like typical uh, Mexican heritage. But if you look in a lot close detail, maybe there's a mixture that I'm not seeing. But I got to say, that area looked empty after Christmas. Because, you know, Christmas, they got that big Feliz Navidad, the thing you, you go yeah, through with all the lights. They cluttered the hell up, yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's it's pretty sparse compared to the Christmas uh fortune but you look at the you know the african section pretty good size just for africa but then again they're not breaking it down regionally like you could again go back to europe europe's broken down in a bunch of very distinct regions you can say oh there's england there's switzerland there's ireland there's scotland there's france you go to africa and it's just africa you couldn't say that's congo that's south africa that's Egypt, wherever. But then you go over and you do have an Egyptian, a uh, small Egyptian area. Then you represent the mythical, you know, uh, mermaids. Um, uh, but, you know, so some areas seem to be represented a little larger than others. Uh, it doesn't bother me that the rainforest is a much smaller area now. Hey, because maybe that's the way of the world because they keep saying the rainforest is shrinking. Yeah, hey, that's right. <laughs> Oh, it is freaking. Uh, that's right. We have less, less rainforest, but more cows. That's right. That's hey, right. So we should have put some cow in there. Now, does uh, that mean we need more cowbell? Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I've actually never seen that skit, but everybody talks about it. So uh. it's a great skit. Um, yeah. Wait, you haven't uh, seen you haven't seen the more cowbell skit? Uh, no. <laughs> if you if you ever see it on uh, each channel when they have. Um, I don't, watch I don't watch each channel. I know who did it, and I may look it up on YouTube one of these days. Okay, but. if you're going to look up a, a Christopher Walken Saturday Night Live skit, yeah, the Cowbell one's good, but the Continental is much more funny. <laughs> oh, his, he's hilarious. Now, I don't know what went on last Saturday night, but I saw some tweets going, what the hell is going on here? One, it's not funny. Two, it's just they had a bad band. Uh, so, and this guy was obviously watching it live and then we got it a few hours later and, um, I did see the, the MC or the host or whatever, do his little thing. And he's an okay actor. He kind of bugs me sometimes in some movies and I, I don't even know his name. I know he's been on the series Felicity. Um, what is he in now? Trying to think what he's in now, but he did this kind of funny thing. Like he, he's been on the actor studio three or four times. Well, they they go to show him, you know, little clips, and on the stage is the guy that hosts the actor studio or whatever it's called. Lipton, yeah, and he, yeah, and he's got a host with him, and then they do a, a cut to the audience, and they've got him in the audience watching. Was it so Zac, they do this? Was it Zac Efron? 
No, I know. I would know who that little creep is. No, it's not him. Uh, but anyways, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. But then the guy who does this, that the actor studio, was in the audience of Saturday Night Live. So uh-huh. that was kind of that, that was kind of a little funny moment, and overall his monologue wasn't that great, and that was probably the one funny highlight of it. Uh, but they did this whole Nancy Pelosi something thing about uh, a bunch of guys. It just it didn't, you know. I didn't think it was that funny. Uh, some tweets I saw. Bradley didn't Cooper. think it was either. But who the hell is Bradley? I don't. I don't. That's the guy. You've you've seen him, I know, probably in something. He's in something right now. I just can't think what it is. Um, Oh, I, you know what he was also on? He was on... Um, Snip Tuck. Oh, yeah, that. Uh, no, the the other one that was... God, it was... Wedding Crashers. One, he was a, he was a wait, jerk. That's, the Wedding Crash, that's it. But he was on another yeah. series, the the Spy series, that um, that had Jennifer Gardner. Alias? alias? He was an alias. He was her boyfriend, I think, um, in that. So he's he's been around. I mean, he's... And yeah, the, the, probably the best thing would be Wedding Crashers. Yeah, the, the jerky boyfriend in Wedding Crashers. That's hilarious. <laughs> Speaking of, did you notice who the uh, musical guest is this week on uh, SNL? Since I don't usually watch no. it, no, I don't. Jonas Brothers? The Joe uh, Bros. Oh, and Alec Baldwin's yeah. coming back. All right. Yeah. Those are always funny. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, of course, I, I hate his politics, but that Hulu commercial was one of no, the funniest Hulu. things I've seen oh, in yeah. a long time. <laughs> I like well, that. Have you seen that new commercial about where the guy doesn't want to sign up? I think for a phone because he hates commitment. And the wife's like, "We've been married forty-eight 40 years. years." Yeah, yeah. And, so, you know, yeah, and I, I, I something about my bulldogs. You've had, all, the fourteen bulldogs, yeah. all named the same. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she goes, "No, no, no commitment or whatever." He goes, "I love you," and this time I mean it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great commercial. <laughs> Yeah, opening, new, yeah, the new William Shatner one where he's 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 talking to that that uh, Asian guy when he's talking to yeah. his wife. Why are you talking so funny? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just speaking the the I'm just doing the speak uh, the talk of the deal. What was it? Yeah, very 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 funny stuff. Uh, anyways, all right. So, uh, let's see. Should we move on? Have killed this one? Can we okay. move on to oh, our? But, 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 we, but we need our, to comment on. Yes. People are getting all up in arms for no good reason. And I thought that was implied or inferred. Well, yeah, I implied, forget but yeah, you... but it needs to be said out loud that you know they they did a. It wasn't the train wreck. People, some people still think it is. There's people out there that think it's that the addition of these characters is uh, is still a sacrilege. It's really well, I, it is... I do know that on my Flickr site, I we had one guy posting on. Three or four of my pictures. Stupid changes. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah, stupid changes. And a couple, you know, I didn't respond other than one saying that and I uh, I left an ED off so Walt didn't look like he was dead, like he was still alive. Said, you know, Walt makes changes. And I meant, meant he made changes. Um, so the guy says, uh, I thought he was dead. Yeah, jackass. But, yeah, exactly. And a couple other people chimed in to say, hey, you know, it's changed. There's nothing you can do about it. These cynical and snide remarks do nobody any good. I, I just, I just wish you would be able, been able to comment on the, um, the soundtrack. Maybe that's, maybe that's egregious or something. But, but from pictures and the looks of it, I think, I think it's fine. Okay, either yeah. one, I'm numb to the soundtrack, <laughs> or they've just 
toned it back. But to be honest with you, the soundtrack doesn't bother me. I've always found it to be somewhat catchy. Now, some people, it's so catchy that it's in their mind vibrating the little, you know, uh, follicles of their mind just driving them nuts, right? It doesn't do that to me, but I can understand those that say that because, for instance, you, um, Command and Conquer, Red Alert. I'm going to use this as an example because I know you guys know what it is. If if I play that in the next room and Karen can hear it, it drives her insane because of the repetitive background, uh, com- yeah. commands and background music. To me, it's no big deal. It's either I drowned it out or it's just part of the game. I accept it. I don't know. It just doesn't bother me. But it drives her insane in the other room. So I guess that repetitive nature of the song could be bad but i know i've got one recording of it back from the the 60s when it was first put in where it's got this huge intro very um dramatic very orchestrated before it gets into the you know the repetitive song and it's very it's very it can be moving i mean it's actually pretty good you know, i'm gonna say thing- it's dumped down a little bit because i don't remember it standing out as and maybe that's the problem. Maybe you're like, I don't hear it. Maybe it's maybe it's not booming enough for him. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, one thing I gotta say on that is, regardless of what anybody says, I'm about the music. Is their big beef with the show is Mary Blair's gone and you're destroying her work. Well, I'm sorry, Richard Sherman is still very much around, and <laughs> considering that he's still. Uh, somewhat active with the company. I'm sure he probably even participated with some of the adjustments in the song. Well, don't, don't, don't make assumptions because we have no well, idea. that. Well, remember, I, only one half of that team is alive, and the one that's alive is fragile, to, to say the least, from the last pictures and interviews I saw with him. Here, here's the assumption I will make. If he has a problem with it, he can very well say it himself. Okay, let's let's back up one more step then. If he has a problem with it, there's nothing effing he can do about it because he doesn't own the rights to it, and the Disney company can do whatever the effing they want to it because uh, – uh, or I'm just going to take up Battlestar vernacular. But, but what the frack do they think they can do about it because the damn toasters you know, are running the place, so there's nothing you can frack and do about it, okay? But Greg, Greg. Yes, Richard, pit- Richard. Well, I'm trying to talk, and you just keep on blabbering on. What I'm saying is it's Mary Blair's family that started this big ruckus, which what is, Gus is saying, which Gus is saying, Mary Blair's <laughs> family was saying that she's not around. This is what she wouldn't be happy with this. She's not around to be able to say it. And we're going to say it for her. Richard Sherman still is around. And if he had something to say about it, I'm sure he probably would have said something in the fact that he hasn't said anything about it. Well, maybe I mean, he can't I talk through his feeding public. tube. I don't know. He can't talk through his feeding <laughs> Gee, the last couple times I've seen him walk around the park, he didn't have a feeding tube, Greg. <laughs> I was being facetious. And when was the last time you saw this old daughter walking through the park? Because literally, the last time I saw him in an interview or a picture, he was in a chair that didn't look like he was uh, that are you mobile. About Richard, are you talking about Robert? I don't know which one I'm talking about, but there was only one of them available to talk, and he didn't look like he was one that would be walking around the park very much. I don't know, right? That's how Richard, I want to say it was right at the end of uh, summer this last year. Yeah, he had some, he had some sort of, um, we had some sort of presentation for him right around the, uh, the end of summer this last year. He was in the park. Okay, all right. So. You sure it was an animatronic? I'm pretty certain. <laughs> but again, like it doesn't really, it, 
That's right. It doesn't really matter in the long run because the company can do whatever they want with it. It's their property. They own it. And quite frankly, like we've mentioned before, her art has not been destroyed because the original pieces of art are still in the archives. They still have them. These are, let's say, three-dimensional pieces. No. Granted, she put her hands on them, she touched them, but they've been cleaned and rehabbed so many times. Uh, probably very little bit of what she glued on with her, you know, oh, little, little glue stick <laughs> are is still there. Uh, and quite frankly, it's it's not, you know, it's not art like art. It's not the Mona Lisa that you you know. Oh. And quite frankly, even some of the old masters painted over the crap they didn't like anymore. That's right. You know, so. I mean, Walt had no problem getting my bulldozer going and running over things and doing things again. Why uh, is it so sacred and sacrilege now to touch something because it came from Walt's time? Walt didn't seem to give a crap about uh, destroying things he made if it made something better. I actually think this is a, a nice improvement. Does the characters have to be everywhere? No. no. I'd like to see more things that aren't generated simply by an, as an extension of the studios, but this I don't think was done in an egregious manner. No, no, I don't think so either. It just you know, there's the DFs out there that are affronted or offended that it, you've taken away the happiest cruise that sailed the seven seas and turned it into a let's find the latest character thing. You know, well, you know what? Go to Walt Disney World and ride the light version of it, and you can have it as close to the original as you want. You know, just get off your little high horse and take it somewhere else. You know, go to Knott's. You know, go bitch at them about things they've been changing. I really don't give a crap in this sense. I, I To me, they could tear down the whole thing. I wouldn't be sad because it'd be like, oh, there's another great memory I had. But, hey, what's coming? You know? I, I, I'm, I'm good with it. I have no problem. I just, like I said, I... I I'm I'm only basing my judgment based on pictures, and I need to ha I need to have the whole experience to see if if the claim that the change in the music has ruined it. Well, you know what? I since I'm available on Friday, I'm free, if you will. I may I was thinking about going up there anyways. Uh, I I had my recorder with me, but it was raining, so I didn't have the mics pre-hung on me. And I was getting the camera ready because, you know, you're still outside until you get inside. And I wanted to take the uh, camera condom off so I wouldn't have to fight looking through the little the little flap. Uh, so I didn't really want to mess with it. I'm thinking, how much different could the music be? And I'll tell you, it didn't even stand out to me. And so uh, I don't know if that's the problem, people who want that thing repetitively beat into their brains. I don't know. I, 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 if, I if, know. If, if the way they place the new dolls is any indication, I think the change in the soundtrack is going to be subtle. And only kind of reinforcing or helping you identify the new doll you're looking at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. All, all I know is there was a, a pair of women who, I'm not going to call them elderly, but they were not my age. Maybe they had 10 or 20 on me. Um, dude, dude. They, they, someone, 20 years older than, someone 20 years older than you is elderly. You know, I'm I sorry. look at now, my grandmother. Is elderly. No, your grandmother's beyond elderly. <laughs> my, I she's would pushing, not. She's can, pushing a hundred, dude. Come on, that's beyond elderly. That's true. Three more years or two and a half more years. Uh, so um, someone in their mid sixties. I don't know. Do you look at your parents as being elderly? Now I think my no. mom acts like somebody who is beyond elderly. But let's forget that part. I don't. You know, you're remember right, you're, you're right. all mid sixties. You're only elderly anymore. Do you remember when you were? Our kid, well, not your kid's age because you waited so long, but let's say my kid's age, and you thought your parents were so old at your age, and now you're that age thinking, 
I'm not old. <laughs> not old at all. And I'm I'm sure you thought there were things that your parents did that you couldn't believe they still did at that age. And I don't think you've stopped. <laughs> right? Absolutely. I know how <laughs> how the perspective changes when you reach that age, you know? That's right. Okay, uh, so maybe they're not elderly at sixty five, sorry. <laughs> That's right. Okay, Greg. Elderly is not what it used to be. I mean, when I was a kid, I think when my my uh, grandparents were in their 60s, they seemed elderly, uh, though they lived into their 80s and then ones in almost 100. Um, yeah, I think people in their, what, 60s, the new, or was it 60s, the new 50, all yeah, that yeah, crap, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Greg? <laughs> what were we going to say? Yes, Richard. Um, you're saying there's only one of the brothers? Oh, I, have, I thought, did you do a search and find that they're both alive? I thought I'd heard that one yeah, was dead. In fact, uh, last one year ago, last February, they attended the uh, the beginning of the second tour of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the stage musical, which they wrote the music for the stage as well as on the original motion picture. And also uh, this last November, they were awarded the National Medal of Arts by President Bush. Ooh. Huh. Well, you know, I'm trying to think. I think it was on that that um, that DVD done by the Disney family about Walt. I think uh, Walt's grandson, Walt Disney Jr. the third or whatever he goes by, um, did the video. And that one they interviewed seemed frail, and he sat, and he didn't look like he was in that get, good of shape. So I made an assumption, and I thought they one of them was dead because, yeah, I see that picture now. Well, one's got a cane, so and he's holding that's, on to the other one. So. He's the older of the two. He's eighty-three. Okay, so he's hanging in there pretty good. All right, all right. And, I will take that back. I made a mistake. I thought one was dead because why? Because when they interviewed, they only had one, so I figured the other one must be gone by now. Because uh -huh. they usually, when you see them, you see them in pairs. They're you know they're like or now know, they're like peanut butter and jelly. They're always together. So. Yeah. I forgot they did Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Now, you know, so a lot of people think that's a Disney movie. I mean, it's so Disney-like. Yes, yeah. Yeah, Disney uh, was originally, if I remember somewhere down the road, I was just reading an article, Disney was given an option on that and decided not to take it because he was working on another project and was thinking about it later, but, of course, passed away before. Um, now, I don't know why, but this sparked something in my mind. Um, and the people who aren't low, well, this has been getting, been getting national news, so it may resonate. But I noticed in there that they did music for Mary Poppins. Okay. Uh, we have uh, – you've heard about the lady who popped out eight kids, right? <laughs> right. And in the, in the local media – or not the local media, a certain radio station has dubbed her Octomom. Octomom. <laughs> Yes. And and the parents is uh, Octogrand. So uh, what's funny is what I heard today was the there was a company who's been providing her with um, nannies for the first six or seven kids she's already had on the government dole. The name of the place was like Mary Poppins Nannies. Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I heard that. Yeah. Okay. Now, I realize that Disney is not the original owner of Mary Poppins. It was an English book, blah, blah, blah. I would love to see what their logo looks like because it would almost be like the argument when if someone was to use the old Winnie the Pooh before when you know Disney had their Winnie the Pooh, then there's this older Winnie the Pooh. But 
I, I'm almost wondering if they're one of these little fly-by-night places that have flown under the radar for a long time, and now the the little antennas would be up <laughs> to find out what they're doing. I, I know right. if Eisner was around, somebody would be on that like flies on crap already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Google them right now. Are you? Okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I tell you, Octomom is lying like nobody's business. She's gone on national TV saying she's not on welfare. Now she's qualifying it saying, well, oh, her publicist, who, you know, who hired, you know, hires publicists. She doesn't work. She's got all this welfare money come in. She says it's not welfare because it's food stamps, and that's a program to help people. That's not the same as welfare. Yeah. This is very interesting. The Mary Poppins Nannies and Family Relationship Coaching is in Australia. And they're... Logo is an umbrella swirling around the words Mary Poppins. So well, and again, a- that's not uniquely Disney unless it was the, right. the same umbrella that they, you know, coined or whatever in the movie. Um, I mean, obviously, people make other Cinderella movies, other Peter Pan movies. It's yeah. the way Disney created their character that makes theirs different from, you know, an original, unless they own the rights, you know, for a period of time. All right, here's another uh, one. Here's one that looks like it's in the United States. Oh, oh yeah. This could easily be have the sharks swimming because it's the it's a silhouette of Mary Poppins holding her umbrella like she's flying. Her little feet pointed outwards. Uh, really? Bag. Oh yeah. Uh, MaryPoppinsNannies.com. I mean, it's hey, not- it's the fr- oh wait, dot, not the dot com AU one, but no, the, no. you take. Take the AU off, and that's the one, huh? Uh, no, it. Uh, let's see, is it spelled? Well, oh, actually, the 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 one that says AU. My first glance at Mary Poppins looks like the Disney lettering. Kind of font, I, yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. it's Mary Poppins nannies, all one word: M A R Y P O P P I N S. Oh. And we're charging them. We should be charging them for advertising, right? Um, by saying the name. Well, yeah. no, no. Actually, what we what this might do is just spark the right people because we know Disney listens to us because they they implement our ideas quite a bit. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Contact us. <laughs> oh, I, I, they, uh, they have a six oh three. They're they're very popular. Is based in New Hampshire, Northampton, New Hampshire. Melinda Fuller, owner. Our services traveling nannies. Somehow, some, somehow, I find it interesting that all of a sudden they have presence in Los Angeles. Well, yeah, supposedly they have provided her services already. Now they're going to give her a year of free nanny service. Yeah, well, she's needing, she can need some kind of help with 14 kids. Okay, she needed help with the six or seven she already had, and I think, well, and then you find out there's three of them that have, um, they're on Social Security because they have some kind of disability. The kids do? Yes. Oh, man, you know, this, this whole story well, just makes me unhappy. One one might be autistic. Now, the the local hosts that I listen to are a little skeptical that the kids are actually uh, disabled because she's already collected, I think, about a hundred or two hundred grand over X amount of years for an injury she supposedly got when she was working in a psych ward, uh, and there was a riot. She got banged with a table or something, and has been on the government dole ever since. Now, I, so she seems like a grifter, but God, man, what do you do with 14 kids? What would you do with seven? I, I can't keep up with the three I got. Uh, <laughs> and it, you don't have a job, you don't have a husband, and you really have no... She has no intentions of having a husband. She's pretty much said she doesn't need one. 
she, I heard a quote from her saying, money is just paper. Money's not important. Only the kids' welfare and happiness is oh, important yeah. to me. She she's, sounds she's like a she... Whack job, dude. Oh, yeah, and now they want people to give her money so she can finish her bachelor's. And like, oh, my... Well, yeah. it's almost like Obama's speech I heard with that lady. He says, I just need a, a house and a kitchen. And they, they what's your name? Have, talk to my staff. So you just watch. She'll end up on Oprah. And Oprah will get her everything she needs. And then you'll see this great synergy of government and, and oh, civilians please. work together. You just wait. You just mark my words. Oh, here's, a, here's one that's based in Napa. Mary Poppins, Inc., Nanny Placement Agency in Napa Valley, City of Napa. Huh. Interesting. Well, anyways, uh, uh, yeah, that that's a little local thing. So, so which uh, which host are you talking about? Afternoon or morning? Morning. Okay. Well, actually, <laughs> a- afternoon, primarily morning's been chiming. Well, the morning guy, okay, Bill Handel, morning yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. He is a lawyer, but his specialty is surrogate, surrogate parenting. He knows exactly who this doctor is now that his name's been released. The guy's known as a radical. Um, he, he's got a high implant rate and a low success um, rate. Success rate. And obviously he pumped her up. Well, what doctor uh, uh, ethically after someone's got seven kids with no income, no parents would keep shooting someone up to have more. There's somewhere there's a sickness in both of these people. Yep, yep. You know, uh, there's a there's something wrong. I I think I you watch this guy's license is going to be up on the block. I I really think uh, people are going to come down on this. I know there's a lot. Yeah, I feel sorry for someone who's going to have to take care of all these kids, and the the survival rate of octuplets is very low to have them all survive. The last time it happened, I think only, I, I think one has died. I think seven of the eight has uh, lived. I think this has only happened one other time in our lifetime. Yeah. Um, well, that's, uh, you know, modern medicine doing their, doing their modern. Oh yeah. yeah. But it's just, you know, I mean, I, 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 and it's an expensive procedure. I still want to know how she got the procedure done. No kidding. IVF ain't cheap. <laughs> <sighs> it's who knows. All right. How, how do we get on this by the way? I don't, it was the Mary Poppins thing that popped in my oh, head, okay. and um, Strange, I, I couldn't I Strange couldn't help but bring that up. Yeah. All right. So now that we've established uh, somebody's alive that I thought was dead, uh, so I guess I could have put him in the ghoul pool this year and might have been successful, but I don't know. Not likely. Not likely because most likely the guys that do the ghoul pool don't even know who he is, so I wouldn't get very many points for him. <laughs> <laughs> that's the afternoon guys yeah yeah uh okay so are we wait let's cover before we get to that new segment we have we got a couple emails that we should just mention that we got them there's not they're not something we need to spend a lot of time on uh okay let's see mark from montana uh offered us up a couple emails about after we talked about um theme parks and marine land being sold and all that uh, about theme parks around the world that are looking for buyers and there's <laughs> there's one <laughs> oh, yeah there's a whole bunch of them there yeah, yeah well, one of them is in uh, new orleans that became a six flags six flags had bought it at some point because it was failing and the pictures that he had links to showed it under a lot of water 
And it, it's, and it, it's, just sit, it's just sitting there derelict now with all these roller coasters in place, uh, but it, it has never performed very well. I, I don't know. I don't. People in Orleans don't like amusement parks. I don't know. Um, uh, so that was one. And then he had one in Asia that I, I didn't actually link to, but I guessed what it might be. But I, I don't know if it really – I'm just linking to it now. Um, wasn't, wasn't that Fantasia Land one, was it? No, no. That's the one that I think we should all save money to go to. <laughs> the, the, the knockoff did yeah. not not the one in China, not the new one that's had all that controversy, no. but the one in Japan that is an obvious knockoff of Disneyland, like the paper mache uh, Matterhorn and called Nara Dreamland. Yeah, yeah, Nara Dreamland. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that one should be a what? You guys even hearing me? I said that four or five times. Now we're ignoring. No, actually, I never heard you say that. So either I, we were talking over you, or you weren't speaking loud enough. Um, now we got one I'll from. Get closer uh, to the mic. That would be a good idea. <laughs> we got one from a guy named Randy from Illinois. Uh, Dear Micecast, it's not Marine Land, it's Marine World. I six Flags Discovery, Discovery Kingdom was Six Flags Marine World. Sorry, because he that was the second email because he had sent me one saying it's uh, the first one said. Okay, well here it is. Marine Land uh, was big, in Los Angeles. Yeah, well, it doesn't right. mean they wouldn't have a marine land out there. It's not an exclusive name. You know, it's not like a Disneyland, which, you know, not any Joe could use. But Marines, you know, it's just a Marine. So, yeah. okay. In the last show, another mixed bag, you were talking about parks such as SeaWorld, Marineland, and Great America. For SeaWorld, there was one in Ohio. Then Six Flags took it over because they were on the other side of the lake. So they had SeaWorld as part of the Six Flags Park plus their own park already. The park that became Six Flags, they bought it uh, for some, uh, bought it from someone else. wasn't that big. It was a small park, and then you would walk on a barge. You'd walk onto a barge or walk around the lake. You'd get to the Sea World uh, when they bought it. Six Flags sold it uh, not long after, and Cedar Fair bought it. Then I don't, he's using Dan. Uh, it was called I don't know Giaga Lake, Giaga, which was the yeah. original. Yeah, uh, the original uh, name of the park before Six Flags bought it. That didn't last too long, though. Cedar Fair made a water park on the SeaWorld side, and they eventually sold the Ride Slide, whatever that is. So now they are only a water park. The park isn't easy to get to and wasn't that great. The 17 Roller Coaster Park uh, was, wait, the 17 Roller Coaster Park was this park's competition, which is Cedar Point. Cedar Point is owned by Cedar Fair. Cedar Fair owns much of Ohio, big amusement parks, water parks. They own Kings Island, Cedar Point, and Water Park at Galega Lake. Uh, for Marine Land, I think it must have been called originally Marine Land. Then Six Flags leased it, and they called it Six Flags Marine Land. However, they changed the name before recently to Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. They still have animals in the park, and they just actually bought the park. They were only leasing it before. For Great America, that's a Cedar Fair park along with Knott's Berry Farm, with the, the farm we knew. Uh, I didn't know Great America is that used to be a Paramount-owned uh, park. And before it was a Paramount park, I think it was just its own. Someone you know, someone made it, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, Cedar Fair was stupid enough to buy the Paramount parks, which, which were Kings Island, Kings Dominion, Great America, California only. Uh, Carol wins Canada's Wonderland. Why is it stupid? Because they're in tons of debt with that deal. Sincerely, Randy from Ohio. That was his original one. Then he followed it up with the um, 
Whoops, it's not marine, marine land, it's marine world. Six Flag Discover Kingdom was Six Flags Marine World. So that was one catch-up. Now, here's another good one, because I wanted to know what BOMA means. And this, to me, I find very funny, now that I know what it is and what you consider where you're going to eat. <laughs> Says Greg, and this was also sent to uh, Richard. At, uh, does he have a Richard Micecast? Uh, uh he may not have got this unless you're forwarding those to him. Uh, for everybody, it's shaft, like getting the shaft at MiceCast for uh, Richard. Uh, but, you know, he's getting really picky about that. He's, he's insisting to be called shaft everywhere. And I just, That's fine. It's, it's, it's embarrassing in public to look over and say shaft to just, you know, I know. Uh, says, Greg, you asked what BOMA means. I posted this in the forums, but I don't know if that was the place, best place for it. And probably right now, no, because... There's not many people over there looking around. Uh, Boma means cattle enclosure. I don't ne necessarily know the origins, although I know uh, I know the ilk people. I, I don't know what that is. A mis little mistyping there. No big deal. I don't, th uh, I don't think it's mistyping. I think it's ilk. Is I know okay, the ilk. Right? Like, like okay. Yeah, what, anyways, you have you. What, what, yeah, well, you got. He knows people of Uganda that use it. Okay, the Ik I people. Knew, it's I K. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. I get. Well, I get what you're saying. It's like the indigenous people of Uganda. Yeah. Okay. However you pronounce yeah. that thing. Okay. I knew that college. Let's see. I knew that college anthropology paper would pay off one day. Well, hey, it did right here on MiceCast. Uh, so when you cattle think about cattle, now have you eaten at Boma, Mike? Oh yeah. I know Richard hasn't. Well, I don't know. Maybe you did. You stay. You didn't stay at the Animal Kingdom, did you, Richard? Or did you? No, it wasn't there the last time I was there. They were still building it. Is it oh, okay. It's I'm sorry. I missed. Long since you've been there. Yeah. Are you now? Are you talking about Animal Kingdom, or are you talking about the resort that the, the lodge, uh, the Animal Kingdom Lodge? Yeah, it's been that long since I've been there. Didn't that open with the Animal Kingdom? No, it opened up afterwards. Oh, okay, no, no, no. I'm gonna call BS. I'm gonna have to <laughs> look it up. I'm hitting it. <laughs> So, anyways, um, it's basically it's a buffet, Richard. So, if you haven't been in there, it's a buffet. Okay, thank you. So, <laughs> the whole idea they call it a cattle enclosure. I don't know if that's saying something about the average American that's eating in there, but uh, <laughs> uh, I just found it funny when I read it. So. Oh, oh, Richard was actually right for once. Wow! Oh my word! You were there that's last a in June of two thousand, right? That was the last time you were there. Uh, 2000, June of 2000? Uh, 2001. Oh, wait. The Animal Kingdom Lodge opened on April 16th, 2001. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, you know, I, I don't, I, it doesn't surprise me when he's incorrect about Florida. It's, when he's incorrect about California is what really gets me going. But, you know, I wouldn't expect him to, he doesn't watch the Florida stuff, I don't think, quite as closely as we do, especially since we've been going a lot lately. But, uh, all yeah, right, so, taste got tasty food. I know. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's good for some, I guess. I I didn't care for it that much. I did find stuff to eat, but it wasn't the top of my list. But I tell you where I'd sure go there again before I'd go back to the beer gardens. Yeah, well, it sounded like you guys had a bad experience at the beer garden this last time. Um, okay, for the money they charge you, the food. Do you remember the old smorgasbord? Yeah. Or George's just, smorgasbord. Just, yeah, just like that, isn't it? Okay, oh, I have it's, extension it's, here. It's, it's almost that good. What would you say, Richard? 
I have an uh, extension here of uh, where Boma, Boma comes from. Uh, in addition to what you were just talking about, okay. the livestock enclosure of Boma. Did you go look it up? Yes, I did. Okay. And? Uh, it, uh, it later became known as a fortified village or uh, camp. Bomas were the commonplace were commonplace in Central Africa in the 18th and 19th century. Uh, during the British colonial days, it started to mean Boma became known as the government office where the police station or the military barracks were. Oh, that's that's a whole lot better than cattle enclosure. <laughs> you, you can but either it, be in you can be in the barracks or you can be in the cattle enclosure. I'll well, go with the cattle became, enclosure because that's where they fed people or fed it, the it animals. Got to be known as a fortified. It was uh, it's. Uh, uh, influenced by Swahili, it's a fortified village. Well, that's not as fun as the cattle enclosure. Oh, okay. But thank you for looking that up. That <laughs> uh, So it's still an enclosure of some type, depending on yeah, Swahili yeah. or the, the Ik well, people of uh, yeah. Uganda. Right. Kind, of, kind of be the uh, equivalent of the American West of your, you know, Fort Apache and sure, Fort sure, Wilderness okay. type of thing. Well, we'll give you, we'll give you that. Um... Okay, I'm sorry, uh, Mike. We were somewhere when Richard interrupted us, and uh, I think we were done. Were we? Yes, you were. I'll, I'll tell you exactly where you were. That you were. Could, could you? You were slamming me, and you were forgiving me for not having that much knowledge on the East Coast. It's funnier when I make some a mistake on the West Coast. So that's where you were when I made the comment. That is true because I do find it enormously funny when. You know, you, you just you're going, yeah, you work there oh, every day. But, you know, but then uh, again, it's it's so easy to miss that, uh, Mike. And I I'm sure we could give you a hard time about the hotel. And you're like, oh crap, I didn't realize that you work there every day. But you get in routines of you know, like if you're yeah. on the island, you walk to the island, you're done with your day, you walk back. Yeah, you you, no you clue that the map. Fun. Yeah, the Matterhorn's not there anymore. What do you mean? Well, you haven't yeah. looked right like in three weeks. You know, it's. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's easy to do. Or if you, there's a lot of guys who have never been back behind the park in the 400 buildings and the Butler buildings, the parade area. Their shifts have never taken them back there. They might have been driven around there once, and uh, oh. uh, you know when they first came on in orientation, if they even do that. But it's so easy to have a shift where you never see anything beyond where you normally work. Yeah, one of my favorite one of my favorite stories. I won't go into the whole story, but we had somebody that was moving into our department that had been working up at the main entrance area for several years, and they're saying how you know oh they got the park knowledge and everything like that. And I made a reference to the what's called the 500 building, which is the main maintenance area in the back, and they look at me and go 500 building. What's a 500 building? I'm going. How many years have you been here? It's just. That was not part of where the area that they ever walked towards or even had any dealings with. Yeah, okay. I know it's really easy to do. I mean, uh, I'm not surprised by that, especially now where you have so many more people than we had. And there was much more of a, you know, somewhat in-depth orientation when you first came in. Uh, we got one other email before we go on to our uh, Mouse Busters uh, segment. It, it actually just popped in during the show. Uh, so it just came to me, but if you guys can help out, it's a long, let's see, I'm a long time listener of both MiceCast and IMW. I'm sure you just missed the W. Good to hear you back after a long, or I'm sorry, 
a brief hiatus. I wrote you last year and asked if we may have completed in March. Oh, competed in marching band tournaments back in the old high school days. Okay, so I know how old the guy is. Uh, you read my see. You read my email on one of the shows and referred me to me as Degar or D yeah, D G A R. I laughed out loud when I heard this because Degar is my default name on my email account. It is supposed to be short for my full name which I won't give on air because he didn't say read it on air. Okay. I forgot to write my – his first name's Dan. We'll just use Dan. Uh, I forgot to write my name at the bottom of the email. However, when you said Degar, it sounded like some sort of caveman name. <laughs> uh, I guess it would be like A-Rod, right? What about A-Rod? Yeah. I, I was waiting for a minute if you guys knew who A-Rod was. There was silence. Uh, um, you're kidding, right? A lie. Well, well, when when there I was lie. silence there for a minute, I wondered. Um, I'm writing you today Wait. to ask if you could please recommend which setting for us to use an external mic for the iRiver 799. Uh, you know what? I haven't used my iRiver in a long time, but I'm going to see if I have it here in the drawer because I usually left it at at the setting I found I liked and left it there. And he says he's not been having much luck. I get a lot of distortion when someone speaks in a loud voice. Two to three feet away from the mic, I'm using a Griffin lapel microphone, uh, but today just ordered a pair of mics from S uh, Sound Professionals. I will try to come up with some show ideas next email. I've been going through the park since 1965, and I've seen a lot of changes over the years, both good and not so good. Uh, kind regards. So nice email. So what school did he go to? Uh, he didn't say. Uh, I'm not. He might have said the last time what uh, what he did, but. Uh, here's my I River. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll say for from my standpoint, no, I probably never competed with you because when I was in high school, I didn't do any uh, competitions. But Greg was with some other organizations, might have. Mike, uh, you yeah. were East Coast back then, right? High school, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, well, you know, when I was in high school, we didn't uh, marching band. We didn't we didn't uh, do field shows like they do now. We just did football. Uh, no well, that's all. No. That's all we did. Did our field shows were at halftime. We didn't. The year now, Richard, the year I left, or I'm eighty two, I believe you guys did march a couple times in a parade or something. But we didn't do that when I was in there. We only did the halftime shows. We did compete though in Waco, Texas. Okay, I forgot about uh, Waco and about. But, you know, you you would have had to been in a small private school or maybe in a large private school to have competed competed there so uh, most likely and, not and i wasn't with the kingsman the anaheim kingsman long enough to really do anything special and I, there and i think we were the in that particular organization we were the only school outside of stars and bars territory uh yeah pretty much it was a um you know uh, uh mason dixie line type thing yeah that entire organization yeah Texas. that entire well no Text anything from the south. Anyone from Any, the anywhere south. Coors could go legally. <laughs> <laughs> no, a good for we had a. I think we had like one or two schools from Texas, but a good portion were from uh, Alabama, Louisiana, um, Georgia had a number, uh, South Carolina. I think there was one from Florida, and I can't think of too many other schools outside of those areas. There, there was a lot of twang talk. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you just, you know, but my time is not like it is now. Now, marching band is a phys ed, you know, section in phys ed. And 
Well, Back ours counted. It was just an art. It was a fine we, art. Yeah. We were able to skip um, PE because we were in marching band. Now, if you were a concert band, that didn't count. But marching band got you PE credits. But, yeah, you're right now. The even kids. In, uh, even back in your day? Because not for uh-huh. me. Yeah. No, not for yeah. me. Yeah, back in our day. It will not the first year that we had marching band, but um, okay, later but, on they did. But, see, okay, your situation is different because that's private school. I'm I'm wondering if public school didn't. Well, no, because. they caught because, on to that at that point? Uh, because we still had to maintain, uh, cert- we still had to maintain the PE uh, credits with the sure, uh, state. Sure, sure, but you know the the I'm talking about the progressive thought that marching band can be used as a PE credit. I don't know if that hit the public schools back in the 80s. Yeah, it. I know. I know of. Uh, uh, Bolsa you know, Grande had that over at uh, Garden Grove. That were, was where I probably would have ended up going if I wasn't in our private little school see here's the thing nowadays that kids view football games and marching band as an annoyance they don't want to do the foot they huh at least the high school i worked with the high school i worked with the kids didn't they didn't enjoy the football it was like ah it's a pain in my ass and i want to we want to work on our show and be brian and bushytail for saturday morning and you know kick ass in the competition field i don't want to stay up late friday night to go do a football game like are you kidding oh oh, oh, you're saying the the band the kids, yeah. yeah, the kids in the band. When you said, <laughs> when you said kids in general, I thought you meant nobody's going to the games. Oh, no, 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 no. I meant the kids in the band did not. It was a pain in their ass to go to the football game, a home football game, and be in the stands and do their field show at halftime. It's like, no, it's, I'd rather be arrested for Saturday. So you know, I know. I know. I know a couple of the neighbor kids that used to attend um, Savannah High School here in Anaheim. And they, same thing, they would have the uh, football games at night and they'd be going right into competition, two-day competition, because it was a Saturday and Sunday thing uh, with them. And they just looked at it as, yeah, it's kind of, you know, horrible having to do that at night, but it was also good practice to uh, be into the uh, mood for the next day. So, Uh, I don't know. All right. Are we ready to do uh, <coughs> Excuse me, things change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always I just get old. That's all it is. Uh, to be honest, I've got my eye river out. The battery that in it was dead. Every battery I've got laying around here is either dead or I can't remember how to turn the damn thing on. And there's not a button that says power on this stupid thing. Um, I want to say that I kept the gain up, you know, kind of medium to high, but uh, I don't. I don't know this necessarily. So your microphones. But it's been a while, so here, it just went on. Um, the thing, I just, man, I still have some recordings on this. I'm going to have to check to see what they are. <laughs> There's one with Richard Nixon on it. Do you mind? Wanna- <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want to see Frost Nixon. I hear that's pretty. That's a, been a pretty good movie. There was a... a- Go ahead, real, I was, I'm sorry. There's a real interesting article in uh, this Sunday's L.A. Times magazine. It was an interview of Ron Howard being interviewed by Steve Martin. Steve Martin actually writes a – I know he, he's an author and, and his writing is really good, but he is very good as an interviewer as well. And compared to another interview that was in the magazine with uh, Anne Hathaway – which was a horrible interview, I thought, because it was like Barbara Walters asking, what tr- kind of tree would you like to be? 
Um, the interview with uh, Steve Martin, he kept the he let Ron Howard uh, run, you know, basically guide the the whole writing was Ron Howard's talking, and Steve just merely guided him from one segment to the next one, and uh, he started. I was just getting into the article where they're talking about the Frost Nixon when he was filming that area, so that's what just reminded me of that. It was really an interesting article. Yeah. Cool, well, yeah. I, I've heard some good things about it, so... The only thing that interests me is Frank Langella. I'd like to see how he portrays Nixon, but otherwise... You know, yeah, they say you know he doesn't look like him. They're, they're not trying to make him a look like, but they say he's got his mannerisms and his uh, his speech down very well. So, well, I mean, one way to find out, right? Yeah, yeah. pay your ten bucks. That's it. And I, yeah, I haven't. What did I see? I was dragged to see Coraline uh, with my daughter. I wouldn't say dragged it. You know, I kind of kind of dig that kind of animation, but um, it was all right. And I've seen um, I've seen some sneak pre- previews lately. I saw uh, Cirque du Freak. <laughs> Are you familiar with that book series? It's pretty popular with the kids right now. No, uh, I'm not, uh, what is that one? Uh, it's you know it's you know because vampires are very popular. There's a vampire. Uh, okay. Story, uh, okay. And, uh, it's and it's you know it's written for young teens and the movie is all right. Uh, we saw a sneak preview on that. I did go see uh, Rise of the Lycans, which was very good. So I like the Underworld movies. They've, they've all been pretty good. Well, I, I can't find in the settings right now, uh, uh, Dan, but I'm pretty sure I did about medium to high. But what you can do is, you know, monitor it with the earphones um, and just try to find the right setting. It's just been so long, I just don't remember all the ins and outs of this uh, this thing. So. Uh, move on to something better. I mean, the, the, the you know the great thing about the iRivers was they were so small, they just slid in your pocket wherever. The the newer recorders, H2, the H4s, are bigger, but I think you're going to get better uh, quality if you can uh, afford one of those. But that's sorry, that's all I can do for you at this at this moment in time. Oh, all, all right. right. So I'm going to move on to our uh, busters. It's mouse buster time. All right. So we're going to do the we're going to do the one suggestion from. Let's Probably. do the one that has to do with the monorail. Okay, all right. So, you want me to read it then? Yeah, you go ahead and read it because I am going to uh, look up one little thing. I'm I'm pretty okay. much, you know. All right. Well, I've well it's during some of your talk, I've I've looked up answers to this as well, and there seems to be plenty of uh, corroborating evidence, and and it's all from one source. But right, I'll read I'll read them. The the mouse busters request comes from Matt in Pennsylvania, affectionately known as Frumpa. Uh, in May of 2005, during my first Disneyland trip, I took the Walking in Walt's Footsteps tour and was told a story by the tour guide cast member about the opening of the monorail. The story goes like this. When the monorail was going through dedication opening, that then POTUS Richard Nixon, President of the United States, was on the inaugural run. Well, he was vice president at the time, but I, I was going to say I was going to wait to the end to make all those all corrections. Right, all, yeah. all right, all right, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll read through. Okay, which I think is fact, and isn't the part I have a question about. The question comes in here. Apparently, Nixon enjoyed the trip on the monorail so much that he requested Walt Disney to take him around on a second trip, and since the second trip was not pre-planned with the Secret Service, Walt Disney was for a short time arrested and detained for kidnapping Richard Nixon. 
Looking forward to hearing more about this and if there's any validity to it at all. Matt. All right. So. Like, yeah, I was going to correct it. Nixon, you know, if you look at the timeline thing when the monorail opened, he was, he was a V POTUS, not okay. POTUS. So yeah, 1959, was, right? June, yep. June of 1959. Yep. Okay. What else? Um, the source of the story is the one guy we've made jokes about whoring himself around. Yes. Uh, yeah, guy? He, uh, <laughs> the guy who designed the monorail, right? Bob Gurr. Bob Gurr. Yes. Yes. The, now I have actually I've actually talked to Bob and he actually has told me this story. Yeah, he was on a recent podcast he, telling a story. He tells it a little different than what they're getting here, which again is you know, is that much different than uh the stories about the Matterhorn. There's a little bit of truth in every story, right? There is a basketball hoop in the Matterhorn. And this isn't where this is not a mouth buster because we've talked about it before, but there's not a full basketball court, right? Right. So in this, Nixon, vice president, went for a ride on the monorail with his family, with his family. But the way Bob Gurr had told it on a podcast, I heard was they were they were just supposed to get in it. They weren't supposed to really go anywhere. And Walt's like, OK, let's go. And the Secret Service wasn't prepared for this, didn't realize that he was going to be um Traveling around on the train, taken away without his uh, his protection uh, groups. So. Bob was the one then, driving the monorail. Bob Correct. was the one driving, yeah. And uh, the Secret Service, yeah, did kind of freak out, and they didn't actually, um, according to what Bob was telling me, they didn't do anything with Walt, but they did have like two million questions they asked Bob when he got back to the station. And, of course, back then, the monorail didn't go to the hotel. It was just a quick little loop trip inside Tomorrowland, and you only had the one tomorrow, the one station there in Tomorrowland. Eight-tenths of a yeah, it, yeah, it's basically all the track. When you come back into the park, it's basically all that track that's still there now. It just didn't right. go outside the park. So, um, and it also, when Bob was telling me the story, he said he wasn't quite sure who was more freaked out because at the time they were having all sorts of problems with the monorail. It kept stalling out on the tra- on the rail. And when you take a look at the film, when the monorail is coming into this nice sleek station and he's supposed to bring it right up to the ribbon and then the Nixon family was to cut the ribbon and he's supposed to bring it the rest of the way in the station – he was very concerned that one of the reasons he was driving it was because, yeah, he was one of the engineers that was working with it. He was very concerned if he stopped the train, they might not be able to get it moving, and they had all these cameras showing. So when the family got in and Walt said, okay, let's go, he was sweating bullets that the train wasn't going to restart again. And he was kind of amazed that it did restart, not thinking that, okay, I just took the vice president and didn't give anybody, any of the Secret Service a chance to come on board. And he was just happy to get it running. He, it didn't even occur to him until after they got back in the station, the Secret Service is all running around up there, what he just did. So There's, there's several, uh, I found several, I, I found a book, an Amazon, uh, you know, or Amazon books, you know, they'll... Uh, Show right, you right. excerpts from books that t- talked about this story. Uh, a Jim Hill Media article, which talked about this story. Yeah, and that goes without saying, right? Yeah, yeah. And then some other, uh, you know, blog blogger type dude out here who talks about Charles, the story. Charles Phoenix. Did you see a couple of no, those? I didn't he see had... Charles Phoenix. This guy's name is Pete Johnson. 
Um, but the interesting thing is, like Richard was saying, that uh, Monterey had a lot of problems. Uh, the evening before the live television broadcast of dedication by the Nixon family, Gur finally coaxed the train to its first round trip journey without a mishap. Knowing that the complex machine had to only go as far as a TV camera shot could see it the next day, he parked it at the Tomorrowland station and thought it was ready to go. When everyone arrived that morning, the TV cameras were getting set up. Walt suggested that Nixon family had the first ride before the ceremony started. This paralyzed Gurr with fear, but he knew he had to do it because of who had asked. As the train slowly crept away from the station, Gurr noticed that Nixon's Secret Service protection was caught off guard by the change in plan and then unsuccessfully scurried to get on the board. Not only was Gurr not confident they would not make it all the way around, but he realized he'd accidentally kidnapped the Vice President of the United States. And then, well, getting kidnapped's a bit of a yeah, strong. Yeah, yeah. But the the all three stories say the same thing that when the monorail pulled in after its second trip because it made two trips, right? Walt and the Nixon family got off while the Secret Service guys were jumping on. All three stories say that. That they're wait, wait, wait. as as so Walt, not knowing that Walt and Nixon's were getting off, they were jumping on. Yes, yes, they said. They, Walt Nixon turned around <laughs> and see, to see the Secret Service still sitting on the train. <laughs> For, well, probably not knowing if they're going to go again, but yeah. that, that's kind of odd considering the way the old monorail worked and the way the doors opened and closed and how they had to be operated. Yeah, they kind of like they like kind of popped open and then someone had to manually open them the rest of the way. Yeah, that. It seems somewhat suspect, but, you know, I'll buy that maybe they were a little ingenious and just figured they were the detail service. They can do whatever they want and just, you know, jump on, jump off, or maybe they dive through a window. Who knows? That might have been some fun video. Yeah. But, yeah, I've, you know, I have heard the nervous stories of him uh, from from Gurr himself saying that uh, he didn't expect to go anywhere. They were supposed to cut the ribbon, kind of get in it, and that was it not realizing that Walt's going to say, let's go, and the thing barely works. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you know, that, that's a half-truth story. You know, it's not, I don't think, untypical of the, the half-truth stories you get from these keys, kings or keys to the kingdom type of uh, stories. Which, which is so. sad because they, you know, <clears throat> the Walt Disney Company has a historical archive. They have recorded documentation of all this crap. And yet there's people paid to give you the straight dope and they're giving you half-ass crap. Well, again, but let's, let's just go back. Uh, I, you know, we've talked about the thing with uh, the plane over in uh, uh, the great movie ride, right? That, yes. that was, was the actual plane. And Rich, remember, I remember I just was like foaming at the mouth to prove Richard wrong because and, he was just so confident. And he wasn't there and, show you. Well, yeah, yeah and, I, and I just remember because I was when I was over at WDI and I was talking to one of the uh, uh, ride designers, and he's telling me the story with so, such conviction. I'm going, oh wow, this is really cool, and 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 it is true that WDI is built on what used to be the runway <laughs> of the Glendale Airport. You you could look right across the street, and there's the old control tower for the airport. It's now a, and the terminal building is it's now a storage. So it was just such a great story. And I was just, and then Greg started looking into it and got me looking into it. And it's like, wow, uh, you know, when you start looking at it logically, um, it doesn't work. Well, no, the funny thing is I, I found credible evidence on the Internet. If you can call it, you know, the Internet information is always somewhat subject, uh, uh, suspect, I think, 
but I found an actual WDI internal book. You know, they publish these little uh, books every now and then, like behind the scenes stuff. And it actually said that it was the plane. So even in their own publication at that point, they had said it. But we found enough credible evidence showing, uh, you know, s- uh, tracking serial numbers on the, the engine blocks and all this. It's a completely it, different type of aircraft. Well, that that <laughs> I don't – I didn't even – One was a Lockheed. Into. The other was a uh, Beach? Was it? Well, the one, the one that's sitting there on the uh, the movie ride set, I believe, is a Lockheed Electra, isn't it? I, I don't remember. I just remember when, when you know, way back when we did this show, we were, you know, the, 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 the citation we used had mentioned that it's a completely, it's not the same, it's not even the same type of airplane. Okay. Well, well, you know, I say it's not. So, but these stories, you know, my my brother-in-law got hired at Disneyland a while ago. Uh, he's not working there anymore, but he was there, and uh, they told him on the little Keys of the Kingdom tour about the Matterhorn story. Oh, they told him the story yes, had to be that, that it was zoning and everything? Permitted to be, you know, a yeah. gymnasium. It's got a full basketball court. All the same fracking BS uh, that just drives me. Yeah, go down to someone. Someone's trying to tell me, yeah, if you go to the city of Anaheim and look at their plans, <laughs> it's marked as a gymnasium. Like, no, it isn't. Well, the chance that the city still has that. Many cities didn't archive stuff back then, and it might be even hard to find that. But uh, uh, there's no credible evidence that actually points to that. And for one, we know there is not a basketball court up there. There's a backboard hanging up there and some tape or paint on the ground. But, you know, and even when that was put in, no one can really actually say uh, which year. So. Yeah, it, it was put in, all we do know, somewhat, sort of, is it was put in by one of the mountain climbing crews just as recreational, so they didn't have to come all the way down. They had something to do while they were waiting between uh, sets of climbing the mountain. And even that could be, you know, it could have, for all we know, it could have been the ride operators just were hanging out up there, and they put it up there. Yeah, so. that, see, that sounds like... A little bit more believable in any way that it's idle workers trying to find some way to kill time without a manager knowing about it. And and pretty well, much th- that's the way it is. When you look at all the stuff that's been done, like you know the the love shack over on Tom Sawyer's <laughs> Island, that's that's <laughs> board, you know, it's board cast members or cast members up to a little bit of hijinks. Uh, that's how these things come up. They're they're rarely planned. Even the whole hidden Mickey craze. Um, I think uh, partly happened by accident and then now has been is perpetuated more by uh, Imagineers. I mean, the Imagineers kind of started off their names were in things, right? Yeah. Or they casted the, the faces for pirates, things like that. But I've seen early publicity pictures of the mansion in the dining room scene where now the famous hidden Mickey plates are where they weren't there. So I'm still of the belief that, you know, one night someone got a wild hair up their backside and thought it'd be funny. And, you know, things like that catch on. It was there for a long time. Um, I, I Right now, if someone wanted to get funny late night and change it, people would probably freak out. It would be just some cast member now having fun. Laughing. <laughs> laughing. Going, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. 
All right, so and, and that's yeah, that's still very true. The cast members still do that all the time. That's part of the fun. So there you yeah, go. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's that's as yeah, that's as much as we can say based on interviews we've heard. Richards talked to the man. Stuff we know. Uh, so what what uh, Matt is getting was partially true. Like I say most of these stories have some bit of truth to them, um, and I'm not sure if I, I'm hoping that. Uh, that Matt just got POTUS wrong and they aren't actually saying on the tour that he was president at the time. Well, they're probably referring to him as President Nixon because he later did become, become president. president. Yeah, that makes but, sense. You know, that could be. That could be, yeah. And when you technically, talk to these kids, any, any president after their tenure is done uh, still is, president. Is still technic- president. Technically, well, you know, yes, they, 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 they still get that title and respect I actually, one of those, one, I have an idea things. I had sent in saying that I thought great moments with Mr. Lincoln was incorrect because uh, we honor former presidents with always being president. You know, that is, and it should be great moments with President Lincoln. And there's this whole thing about he's the man, not the president and all that, you know, stuff. But Well, he, he's the everyday man, so we don't want to refer to him as president speaking to us he's the every man that became president is talking to us uh, sure yeah, okay yeah whatever our, our little our little t- t- uh, two bits there for the uh, 200th anniversary of his birth this week yeah and you know you're uh, and i'm not beating up on you for this because i know frontline cast members members don't know shit but um you had heard a rumor and maybe you can follow up with it uh, that Lincoln would be coming back to coincide with this anniversary. Anything yeah, I, more on that? Since obviously they're they're missing out on something they could have really capitalized on. Yeah, they obviously are. Um, no, in fact, remember uh, the other story I had been told that supposedly a lot of this stuff is supposed to be moving over to what would become the Carthay Circle Theater. Over yeah, I remember at- that, yeah. You know, suddenly all that has gone quiet. I haven't heard a thing. And the uh, the only thing I have heard in the last uh, four or five months is they are definitely putting, quote-unquote, the Disney Gallery uh, shop in the entrance, what, what's currently the uh, entrance lobby of the Opera House. Uh, I've been having outside contractors measuring that place every square millimeter uh the projection room in the back they've been going in and uh measuring walt's uh offices and all the room sitting you know the uh, little hallway in back of that uh they're looking for pipe chases cable chases all the above they've been up in the attic space seeing what they have in there so they're going to be putting a shop in there and we were asking okay how does that coincide are they going to reverse the flow because we know we always like to have shows exit into the merchandise area are they going to reverse the show and have people enter from the other side and exit into this area and what does that do to the hat shop no answers but definitely know they're going they're do, going do you do you think an outside thing. do you think an outside contractor really knows all that no what i'm saying is the outside contractors doing this when i talk to the uh disney project managers and ask them these questions, and I talk to the ride operators to see if they've heard anything on how their show flow is going to be moving around. Nobody has any answers on that. All the 
you know, I'm just wa- talking that we actually have outside people that are, you know, coming in, measuring, getting ready to start doing demolition and building in there. All so. right, maybe I drifted off in that long diatribe, but I didn't hear you <laughs> transfer from the outside guy to the inside guy. But I, I, I think you make a great point here, Richard, is this goes back to whether or not there are still plans around and whether or not Anaheim would have them on record. Part of the reason they're doing that is, and this is pretty common in construction and architectures, you go do as-built and you measure the place. But on the other hand, we know through the history of when we've been there, Richard, that many times we've broken gas mains, water mains, oh. uh, sewers, because they have no idea where stuff is around there, especially in a lot of the old original areas like Main Street. Things That's- aren't documented very well. We, we've talked about that on this show before, that Main Street's the most fun place to have to do any construction on because, okay, Tomorrowland has been redone a couple times up into the 70s. Uh, New Orleans, of course, is late 60s. Um, there's been a lot of work. Main Street, for the most part, with the exception of changing what different shops are, really hasn't changed all too terribly much since it was built back in 55. And... Um, it's amazing when they uh, just watching on, the, you know, they're currently, as you guys I'm sure have seen, they're doing the uh, re- laying out, you know, going back into being told what they're going to do and what they're actually doing. We were told they're going to be changing out all the uh, trolley track on Main Street this year. No, they're only doing c- certain sections of it, but they're also replacing concrete sections along the street down to where they're going down into below the roadbed, replacing new roadbed and then uh, new rebar and some new concrete out there. But it's always fun watching them because they really they bring all these guys out there with their little metal detectors and survey detectors and line detectors trying to figure out where the water lines and the gas lines are running because, uh, you know, when they built, you know, Walt would walk through and says, I need a drinking fountain over there. Well, the next day the drinking fountain was there. There was no getting permits and no having to do all this stuff. Walt wanted one. They found where there was a water tap. They found where there was a drain tap. Just plug it in. You know, that, um, okay. you know, the shows you that they are being good stewards and calling dig alert before they dig and finding out where everything is. Yes. Um, After breaking nice. a couple of gas lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, so, um, Anything else? After well, are we gonna we can at least wrap up the mouse buster segment and say? Oh, I, th- I thought we did. No, no, uh, we started to and then tangent on the freaking uh, Lincoln thing. Sorry. Well, we need to come up with you know a you know busted or not busted kind of. Well, okay. You know. in, in, okay. In this instance, it's busted because they want you know they said that Walt was arrested, short time yeah. arrested for detaining kidnapping Richard Nixon. That right. part is I, not and the, true. And there was no arrest. There was no detentions. There was just, uh, yeah, they question, uh, according to what Bob told me, they asked him a bunch of questions, and he's just said, you know, Walt tells me to drive. Vice President Nixon said, yeah, let's go. I drove. <laughs> you know, as simple as that. Um, One of these stories talked about Nixon laughing at the Secret Service. You should see the look on your face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pulled I, away. I, so, I heard, you know, I heard that story too. Uh, so. I, I think part of the problem was the Secret Service had no idea where this thing went. Probably, you not. know, if they if, <laughs> if they knew it was just a big loop, 
um, they might not have been so worried. But then again, if they knew how, um, let's say, unreliable the thing was, <laughs> he might not have been very happy to know he could be stuck out there in a place where they can't get to him. Have to but, bring the letters uh, out and get him down. You know, what, what would they have done if they all went in the back car? You know, and, and the missile comes in to the front car. I mean, you know, uh, I, the idea is they're never supposed to leave their their, um, their charge. Their charge. So, uh, unlike in 24 where their charges kill you. Um, <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. Right, anyway, or try, so. try to kill you. But, so, I, yeah, this is, a, this is a bus that, based on the way he actually wrote it, if yeah. that is exactly the way he was told, yeah. I would say busted with some half-truths in there. Which I think I think that's the way most of these are going to turn out. Is that the seed yeah. of the story has a has a truth in it, and then the embellishment to it is what's BS. Yeah, yeah and yeah, and, and this could be simply one of those stories because they it's been told to somebody, and somebody else passes it on somebody. You know, it's one of those that just keeps growing as it goes along. Um, you know, now if someone was to ask us about Walt being frozen, though. Uh, you know where where would you find any bit of truth in that other than his fascination with the uh, the possibility of that kind of science you know oh we we could go check and see if his ashes truly are there over at Forest Lawn okay <laughs> yeah you well, can have his ashes ex- yeah. Yeah, you have his ashes exhumed so you can uh, DNA test what's left in there yeah i don't even think you, could you even DNA can you DNA test us like that? I don't know. Could you? They do on CSI. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not even going to ask it because it would probably be a yes from Richard. So, All right. So now we're going to promote WestFest, right? Yes. I also want to promote the new look of MiceCast.com. <laughs> do you now? Please go, <laughs> get, please go there and look around. <laughs> We've got some good comments about it, so you, and you can actually leave comments there, right? You yes, can, you, yes. It is a little bit, a little bit more interactive since we moved it into the Web 2.0 space. You can listen to the Ooh, Web 2.0. Can, you can stream the the shows, the the video, the video episodes are there. You can watch them right there. You don't have to download them anymore. Yeah, that's good. You know, I actually used. I I think I was looking for the same plugin for the new sites I'm working on for myself. But I think I got one. It was yours, Blueberry, or or just no, I did uh, podcasting. The plugin uh, okay. podcasting. I had searched for podcasting. I came up with when it was by like Blueberry or Blue something, yeah. and I ended up Blueberry. installing that one, and it worked worked really well. I think they're very similar. Yeah, Chris thought the one I ended up finding by accident while I was looking for the one you suggested had a few more uh, capabilities, but in general they're the basic same thing. But yeah, it's pretty cool because you can just watch the video right there. Uh, play this the song right there, uh, and it's a feed aggregator, ag- aggregator, aggregator at the same time. Um, it's pretty so, cool. So yeah, go check it out. Poke around. You know the uh, the the AdSense ads no longer show us as a exterminating company. <laughs> <laughs> so that usually uh, takes a few days for yeah, those yeah. to figure out what, what you're really about. <laughs> the first That's... ones are like, you know, extermination, you know, come get your rats. It was, it was funny. <laughs> uh, but mouse fest. Yeah. We're, uh, we're trying to, we're going to come up with some new stuff, new swag to not swag. That's not the term I want mm-hmm. new gear to buy. 
So if you go to MySCast.com, you click on the gear tab, you can see what we have available now. And if you come back in a couple weeks, there might be some more stuff there. Cool. So that's what I ultimately want to lead people to there. Gotcha. And uh, we have boatloads of meat. Right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah the, the schedule is updated. Uh, we're, we're probably pretty full. There may be one or two more meats um, put in there somewhere. But in general, you might say that we've probably maxed out the day. And uh, we're, we're trying to not overlap anything so you don't have to make a choice between that guy or that guy. You potentially could do every meat there if you wanted to, but I wouldn't suggest it. I'd say, you know, unless that's what you want to do is bounce from meat to meat. You know, the meats are all there, but yet, you know, if you need to enjoy the park because you don't get there that much, don't worry. Your host won't, you know, be disappointed and cry okay. if if you don't show up. Um, there are a few big group meats to gather for dinner, see the fireworks, uh, whatever. But you know, individuals won't, you know, get ulterior if you you need to do something else so that, that's okay it's just there for you guys to gather and have fun with all your friends you know yes yeah. no worries so come on down may no april 30 may 1 2 and 3 uh it's actually may, april 30 and uh, yeah it starts in the 30th you're yeah. right uh, 30, 1 2 3 may 1 2 3 so come on down what else do we have to pitch anything else I can't. I think our that old sponsorship thing we had just kind of pootered out, right? Yeah, we're all done with that. Yeah. How'd that work out? We got 50 bucks. That's it, huh? That's it. No. So none of our fine listeners clicked through and made no. any significant... No. Uh, no. Uh, well, well, we need to get more than our three or four <laughs> listeners, I guess. That's and, right. <laughs> we, need to mo- we need to motivate the MiceCast military out there and... Not motivate them, but mobilize. That's the term I want to use. Mobilize, mobilize, yeah. mobilize the mice cast military. Go out and buy stuff on our behalf. Yeah, you know, it's... It, What's that? Sponsors are only as good as, you know, you using their product or, you know, they just go somewhere else. So, Yeah, I know. Or, or, instead of mice cast military, how about the mice cast mobilization? The mice... Okay. No. No. Mice cast mafia. I don't know. I, mean, I kind of, I kind of like uh, the exterminators. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> well, I was, you know, I'm going for something alliterative, right? So it begins with M. I knew what you were working oh, for. Okay. That's so where the mafia worked, but uh, you know, that, uh, the whole idea of the mafia. Yeah. How about you know, we go back to that uh, Mickey's Jihad thing that we used <laughs> with the old paintball team when I worked at Disney. Uh, Mickey's. Uh. Jihad, I'm here for the jihad. <laughs> Put that with a good southern accent in it. The jihad. Uh, I got a good funny skit about the uh, UAE, and that's how the Texas say "wee." <laughs> they were they were making fun of uh, of Bush and uh, Cheney. It was actually kind of funny, so. Okay. All right. Well, that's about all I can think of other than, you know, go see the DPN forums, la, la, la. Go see ours. Make your post, la, la, la. Come to WestFest. You, you know, know, the email addresses, you know. Send us your mouse buster suggestions. Now, you, um, Mike, since you're in, in control of the, you know, technical backbone of MiceCast, we could create that special email in case someone wanted to send something to Mousebusters. 
That would that would forward to all three of us. Yes, we could. Yes, that would be good. You know, that way when we see that, it, it stands out and it doesn't get lost in the shuffle of all the tons of other email that we get. Mostly junk, but uh, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it's, uh, no, it's all good. No, it's not junk. Come on, it's actually, all good suggestions, and it's all good, no, no. You know, I, bad. I mean, I actually don't get junk mail per se, but I get a lot of nab stuff. Oh, you know, yeah, because someone took it upon himself to use our show addresses to register for nab without yep. without consulting with us first. Well, I yes, that's very true. So I get a lot of these things. Obama is doing this with technology. Who gives a rat's, yeah. you know, delete. backside? Uh, yeah, exactly. Most of them are delete. <laughs> delete. Not, you know, right, they're, well, they're extending the digital transfer. Who cares? Delete, you know. All right. Well, so before we announce that address, let me make sure I can set it up as a forward to more than one mailbox. And if I can, then. Well, if not, then you it comes to yours and you make a rule to forward it out to. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. I, suppose no, I shouldn't have. I way. shouldn't have to tell you that. You know, but. Uh, yeah. And re- and and make sure That's email to Richard is Shaft, not yeah. not Rich, yeah. not Richard, just yeah. Shaft and Micecast. So then he'll get all. I don't make this too much like work, you know. That's then it becomes dull. Okay. <laughs> Fine. All right. Well, say good night, John uh, boy. Good night. Richard, are you not signing off tonight? Oh. No, I'm I'm just vegging here. He's Good he's night. been signed off for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you next time. Good night. <laughs>